Welcome to Box Cutters episode 28. If you haven't told your friends to listen, they're missing out. My name is Josh Canal. On my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. I almost said good evening viewers. <laughs> I'm all flustered. I just want to say uh, a big hello to the extended Box Cutter family that's out there. Yeah, aren't they, aren't they nice? Yeah, we got an email from somebody during the week saying that they're like feeling part of the box cutter family. And so I just want to say hello. Big hello to all the box cutter family out there. But uh, Our that, brothers and sisters. And mm. that voice on my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. How are you? <laughs> Very I, good. I, I don't like the idea of... Uh, I mean, I like the idea of, of maybe like a box cutter's family Christmas. Oh, yeah. But we'd have to do a Kris Kringle. Okay. It's got to be better than normal Well, Christmas. yeah, we're not getting presents for everybody. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah we'd do a Kris Kringle. Yeah. But as, lo- as long as you can arrange it well enough so there's not arguments about who got stuck with what shitty present giver. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I've seen that happen. I don't think there are any shitty present givers amongst the Box Cutters family. Oh, definitely not. We're all excellent well, not at the moment. present givers. You know, get a few years down the track. I, look, I, I don't even want to talk about that possibility. Big show this week. Huge show. You say that every week, and every week it's right. I it's know. another big week in television. Maybe, maybe I should say. Maybe that should be my intro. Maybe An- I should just say another big, big show, show this week. week. Yeah, great news, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have some great news. Uh, we'll also talk about some ratings. Last week, Ross, you alluded to a surprise. Well, you didn't even allude. You stated there'd be a surprise this week. I did. Surprise. That surprise is our new gossip columnist, Jess McGuire. She'll mm. be in later on in the show to talk about gossipy stuff. Mm. Is my mm. is my entire understanding. Not only talk about gossip, she will be gossiping. Yes. So that'll be exciting. Huge gossip. Mm. Huge gossip. So that's great. Uh, I couple don't buy of, it. Yeah, a couple of old favourites. I yeah. don't buy it. Crap TV mm. with crap a t- difference. Crap TV with a difference. With a difference. We were thinking maybe of calling it Crap TV. I'm, 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 I don't think that'll ca- catch on though. I'm keen to see what the difference is. <laughs> and also some Raywatch. Little tiny bit of Ray Watcher. And uh, Segmentorama. And, and new shows is back as well. Uh, all of that coming up later on in Box Cutters. As always, let's kick it off with the news. And now for the news. News from the Australian from the 30th of March. A secret consultant's report into ABC operations has found that the national broadcaster delivers good value for money, but needs a significant increase in funding to maintain services. Oh my God. How yeah. surprising. Yeah. I know. That is a surprise. After, after the last couple of weeks where we've been talking about how the ABC hasn't had an increase in funding since uh, 500 years ago when television was invented. <laughs> uh, when, it, when it was cut by $224 million yes. at that point. Mm. Uh, now, a secret, and this is a secret consultant's report that uh, uh, Senator Coonan, who is a favourite of our show, uh, got uh, KPMG to conduct, and uh, it was leaked to the Australian newspaper. Hooray! Uh, but then was uh, was told that it was uh, it was actually going to be 
part of a confidential budget document. Speaking of which, if you've got something you want to leak about the TV industry, send it to hooray at boxcutters.net. Yes, definitely. Hmm. We love that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. We lap it up. Your identity is assured. <laughs> uh, Secret identity. <laughs> a quote is that even with indexation, we do not believe the ABC could sustain its present range, quality and mix of outputs at its present level of funding. Mm. Well, duh. And if it wants to be good, it needs even more money. Yes. Mm. So, you know, we don't like the ABC to be good. So, you know, more money. Yes. That's what we say to the government. More, more money. Hey, the biggest loser uh, taking a leaf out of Big Brother's book. Oh, they're all getting naked. And no, they're... And uh, rubbing themselves <laughs> on other housemates while Thank- they give massages. <laughs> Thankfully, they're not. They actually have an intruder coming into the show. Oh. One of the past contestants. They're having a challenge with all the past contestants. Wait a minute. This is the, the first oh, past contestants who have left the show yeah, in this season. In this season. The winner of that challenge will be reinstated into the show. Apparently, this is because uh, the show has been exceeding ratings expectations by a long, long way. I think it was uh, fifth uh, biggest in Australia on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, fifth biggest show with 1.29 million. But I thought they filmed all of the Biggest Loser already. No, evidently they haven't. So because we've seen all the all the go backs and uh, six weeks later, yeah, well, blah, 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 has lost so many kilos. That's just what they're up to. Then obviously they haven't filmed at all, and yeah, they're having an intruder. So it'll wow. be interesting to see what happens. This is of course just to string the Biggest Loser out for an extra week because it is it is rating so well for them. Excellent. Hmm. Excellent. Uh, in Logie's news, this Monday, the Logie's nominations are being announced. That's Monday the 3rd of April? Yes. Logie's nominations are being announced. And uh, in surprise nomination news, for the first time, there will be eight nominees for the Gold Logie. Four of which are hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say four were Rove. <laughs> and, uh, so it's Rove versus hot dogs. <laughs> yep. And in... Uh, what, Lisa McKean gets nothing? Yeah. Nothing? What, for commercial? For Coles Acting? ads. Sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, as has been speculated, there is another voting option this year, and that will be a 1-900 number or, an, I'm, I'm guessing, a, an expensive SMS. So, so in- not carrier pigeon. Not carrier pigeon. And in those There's boats, no good charging mechanism on carrier pigeon. That's true. It's very difficult to mm. charge per carrier pigeon. Mm. Do people have to prove that they've bought a copy of TV Week to vote through those mechanisms? Uh, I'm guessing not with not with 1900 numbers and, and SMSing. Mm-hmm. Because so basically the, you're being charged as much as it would cost to buy TV Week. Uh, no, I'm guessing you're still only charged 55 cents per phone call or message sent. Okay. But, uh, you know, you can get 55 cents worth of value out of TV Week. So why not give it a go? It's all speculation. All if you have the real story, email us at hooray at boxcutters.net. Speaking of Logies, the uh, lineup for the hosting duties has been released. Oh, yeah. Revealed, even. Um, and uh, I, I'm just trying to remember what the situation... Who hosted last year? Andrew O'Keefe and Eddie Maguire. Who was the three and Rove McManus. Okay. With Adam Hills doing a kind of... Behind the scenes makeup advertising section. Well, yes, and uh, and I, I think uh, Annette Chanois was uh, in the toilets, but nobody actually ever threw to her. We've right. gone <laughs> another three way, but this way with the la- this year with the ladies, the red carpet hosting duties will be splits between today's Jessica Rowe, 
Getaways, Jules Lund and Monul Megan Gale. Okay, Jules so Lund isn't a woman, is he? <laughs> so that's... <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so that's just the red carpet. That's the red Not carpet. the actual event itself. Uh, Jessica Rowe will take on central hosting duties. Uh, on the Lund's, red carpet? No, no, this is, this is for the actual okay. night. Uh, Lund will interview the stars and Gail will analyse the fashion on display. That sounds still like red carpet to me. I don't think they've announced the actual uh, the actual host yet, but I could be I could be mistaken. Oh, sure, sir. Maybe not. But um, Adam Hills uh, will be reprising his role as backstage interviewer, and uh, Chong Lim, who you might have seen on Dancing with the Stars, uh, will be music director, who um, also featured in the Commonwealth Games closing ceremony, and he's around doing everything at the moment. Okay. Well, good good on him. Mm. Yeah. Good good on him. That uh, closing ceremony. Didn't get to set because I was uh, working, and Terrible. and I was I was crossing the line in my marathon of non-watching Commonwealth Games. <laughs> that was some so of the, pleased with my performance. Some of the worst television I've ever ever seen. I I, I reckon we should try and not talk about the Pepsi Olympics because it's over, and I think everybody would be just <laughs> glad that it's over. That's that's just my view. I Fair could enough. be wrong. Uh, this Saturday, which is Saturday the first of April. The first of the final Blue Heelers is going to air. This is a bit of a sad end for Blue Heelers, I think. 8.30 on a Saturday night. How many final Blue Heelers do we have? There are 11. I think they're up to the 499th this week, and they're going through to the 510th to break uh, or to equal Matt Locke's record. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, a bit of a... Matt Locke, please. Not Matt Locke. The... Matt Locke, please. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> not Matt Locke. Oh, really? Yeah, sorry. Oh, I thought it was Matt Locke. No. Uh, this is a bit of a sad end. For I mean, whether you like it, why wouldn't it or, they go one more? <laughs> whether you like it or not, I think it's a bit of a shame for Blue Heelers. It, it has, was. It, it's given a lot of work to a lot of actors in this country. It's, and it's, there was a time when it was a good show. No, I wouldn't agree with that. No, I wouldn't go that far. I, I just think it's a shame. <laughs> I'm just assuming that because it was the highest rating Australian drama for a long, long time. And what's and the uh, highest rating Australian show all now? Sense. Australian show now. Oh, Australian show. Uh, star dances. Star dances. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, it had a really good run. It, it had some great actors in it. Uh, th- there were some, you know, a lot of people came through the ranks. It is, it is a shame to see it go, but at the same time, it was getting pretty bad. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I, well, I, I, from my point of view, I doubt it's probably much worse than it's ever been. But uh, I just think it's a sad end to have it on it, you know, on a Saturday night where, yeah, that's that's a heartbeat much, time slot. Yeah, pretty much no one's going to be watching. Why couldn't they put it after Prison Break or something? You know, well, well, Channel Seven try to make a show work. Yeah, <laughs> never going to happen. Never ever going to happen. Channel Nine are going to try to make a lot of shows work. Last week we broke the news that uh, they signed the deal with Lionsgate, mm-hmm. and uh, today I can tell you that they have also signed a multi-million-dollar deal with Sony Australia, which includes a show called Kidnapped, which is a twenty-four-hour style, a twenty-four style show. I thought we had a rule never to mention 24 on the show again. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, uh, I deleted the, the bleeps, so <laughs> so that's fine. I think it'd be very hard to do a show about television that w- where we never mention 24. Really? Yeah, kind of. This new season's pretty good, season five. Oh, okay. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I've kind of turned. Anyway, Kidnapped is a 24-style show. That's part of their deal with Sony Australia. Uh, they already had a, a deal for movies, but this will expand on that. 
Uh, and so, so basically Channel 9 are buying up as much as they can. So has that been produced at Sony Australia Production Company or Sony Worldwide talking to Channel 9 through Sony Australia? The, the latter. Where's the show from? I believe the show is from the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the Herald Sun, it was apparently strong enough to convince NBC executives to transform the pilot into a series. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of Channel 9, uh, Bert is trying desperately to rev up the ratings with a celebrity special. It, uh, it worked so well for Temptation earlier in the year. I can see it being a huge <laughs> success for uh, Bert as well. It'll be the week they don't talk about again. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, quickly too, on Temptation, good luck to Rob O'Neill, my friend, who is back this time vying for Champion of Champions. Ah, oh, excellent. Mm, he, he won well on Wednesday night, but I'm not sure how he did on Thursday night yet. Right. Mm, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Good luck to him. Because uh, Thursday and Friday, semi-finals, and then next week we got the final, I think is how it works. Possibly, possibly. I, I'm wishing him luck. Of course, it happened a month or so ago, but good luck, Rob, anyway. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Bad news for fans of Arrested Development. <clears throat> According to Variety creator Mitchell Hewitz has quit the series, dashing hopes of a fourth season. Uh the show was wrapped up on Fox in February in the States, and, uh, but they were in tentative arrangements to move it to Showtime. I believe that uh, Showtime were demanding that, uh, well, were saying that they wouldn't take it unless Hurwitz was connected to it. Um, so this seems like a bit of a deal breaker. He has said that he'd consider staying on as a consultant for the possible fourth season, um, but he's actually keen on adapting the antics of the Bluth family into a big screen adventure. Okay. Which, which was hint, really it was hinted at working. at the end of uh, of the third season, which we're bound to see in Australia in two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. uh, just before the digital uh, changeover. Yes, back to back with Scrubs. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of uh, of the Fox Network in the states, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, quite a bit of news uh, coming out of Fox. They've renewed a number of shows, including American Idol, Bones, The Simpsons. Again, now mm-hmm. I don't know if they've just renewed The Simpsons because all those episodes must have already been made because they have to make them a year in advance, mm-hmm. or if they've renewed it because they still have faith in the show or it still rates or something. But that show well, is I, a dead horse. I keep reading all over the place that uh, the, the The Simpsons have got two seasons to go, and then they bring back Futurama. Okay, well that that would be good. King of the Hill, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Ross, I know you're not. No, I'm not. But I love King of the Hill. That's also been renewed, as has Family Guy, which, Brett, you're a big fan of. I, I like Family Guy. Could, could never really come to terms with King of the Hill. I know. It was I a think, little bit like I'd... Roseanne without the humour and animated. I, I'd prefer you both to hit me with a shovel than to watch either of those two shows. And I've hit you with a shovel. I know. I and know. For and you, it, for you, it, it was, wasn't pleasant. For you, it was more entertaining. For me, I'd still rather watch King of the Hill. Really? I really love King of the Hill. I think it's great characters and... Uh, you know, it, the characters themselves are humorous. It's a different kind of animated sitcom. It is. It's not funny. See, no, it is funny. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about I that. Off too, too depressing white trash. Also in big news, they've, uh, they've uh, signed another series of Prison Break. So okay. that'll be coming up next year as well. Excellent. Uh, speaking of uh, news about shows that people watch but nobody really likes, uh, apparently the Logan Brothers have signed on to ski to the North Pole. They're going to be the first twins to ski to the North Pole. The first twins who have previously appeared on television <laughs> to no, ski to the I, North Pole. I just think the first twins to ski to the North Pole. That's because no one 
gives a shit. Yeah, that's true. If twins, mm. and is this just going to be another Marty and Jess get married? I don't know. Drama. I don't. I don't know if they're filming it. Oh, they, they're just going to do they're it. They're just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck to them. Good luck to them. What else are they going to burn a lazy mill? On? <laughs> uh, before I, I mentioned uh, Australia's cut-off date of who knows when for uh, analog television and the the final switch over to digital, mm-hmm. Hong Kong have just announced that they're going to start simulcasting analog and digital in two thousand and seven, and they they are then going to switch off the analog signal in two thousand and twelve. They've made a decision. It's later than a lot of other a lot of other nations, mm-hmm. but China has yet to decide on a digital television standard. And Hong Kong says that if they don't decide soon, that Hong Kong's just going to go with the European standard. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, I wonder when Australia's going to make that decision. Hey, did uh, either of you happen to watch Channel 10 last night? I saw, I saw a bit of House last night. Did you see any, did you see any news updates? No. Yeah. Oh, they, they were, look like regular Melbourne news updates? If so, they must have fixed it. I'm not sure. I can't exactly remember when I was watching, but they accidentally were showing the Adelaide news breaks instead of the Melbourne news breaks. It was a presenter that I recognised. Sandra Sully? No, no, no. This was, this was George Denikian. Yeah, no, it wasn't George. Right. This is George Denikian, and they had a little crawl with all the Adelaide weather down the bottom. They've done this a couple of times. This is because, as we've discussed before, they shoot the Adelaide news and the Melbourne news out of their bunker in Como. It, which is uh, in their Melbourne studios. Their Melbourne studios. Which would actually be up in the tower, wouldn't it, rather than a bunker? No, no, no. It's right down. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you got good transmission down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. It's also really soundproof. Yep. Mm-hmm. But a, a little bit warm. They're a bit too close to the lava layer. Yeah. I think it's called magma when it's <laughs> right. underground. And right. it's even low enough so that they don't get the rumblings of the trams going overhead on the crossbow. <laughs> Uh, while we're on uh, Channel 10 News, so Ad- Adelaide News, that's shit house, uh, which might explain why Channel 10 have uh, had to announce a bigger than expected fall in their half year net profit, 21.8%. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, it's television revenue. So they've got their advertising sales and their television revenue. Their television revenue was down 7.7%. What's the difference there? What is television sorry, revenue sorry. if not sales? Uh, uh, no, advertising. They've got uh, an advertising arm, so they actually create ads. Okay. With all, all the networks have their own little Production ad house. farm. I like to think of it as an ad farm mm-hmm. where they harvest advertising. When was this from? Uh, uh, what period of time? Well... Because I'm thinking Channel 10 had a pretty shocking year last year. They had X Factor, which died for them. They had American Idol, which died for them. They had Australian Idol, had a huge drop-off because people were over the whole kind of idol factor uh big brother wasn't as good as they'd expected so is this over the last 12 months or i you know what i would think so okay (laughs) but uh strangely i didn't actually print out channel 10's actual report instead all i have is uh an article that seems to be full of errors from the sydney morning herald (laughs) so I can't be 100% sure. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. Sorry. Can't be sure. Sorry to put you on the spot there. That's, that's fine. Hey, the Green Guide this week, which for those not in Melbourne is our local TV guide, mm-hmm. actually had a, they, they do a preview section for each day with a whole lot of the programs. And they actually had a warning on the preview section saying, if you hadn't watched the previous episode, this blurb is a spoiler. 
Really? Yeah. But hang on, it's a spoiler for last week's episode. It's a spoiler for last week's episode. But so, then they so, don't so, say- so Ross Warnicky can, can blithely go through giving spoilers for the episode coming up still. <laughs> That's not an issue. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's- so hang on, for people like Brett who have taped it but haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. They. Right. Well, look, look, it's a step in the right direction. Unfortunately, it was for the West Wing, which, as we know, is a repeat <laughs> that was on two years ago anyway. So if they could get their spoilers for shows that actually haven't aired yet, we might be onto something. I've just watched season six of the West Wing on DVD. Right. Yep. And uh, it's... Is that the one where they all get rescued? Yeah, that's the one where they, where they all get rescued after they break out from prison. Right. And uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's the lead up to, to the nominations for... Uh, the upcoming election, which, as we all know, season seven, the last season, is about who's going to succeed Jed Bartlett as yes. president of the United States. So, so in Australia, if you're if you're playing along at home in Australia, you've probably seen halfway through series five if yes. you're watching Channel Nine. So this is the season after that. Yeah, which is available on DVD in Australia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, even though on this show we've discussed who the presidential race is between in season seven, I still found season six really exciting. Just going, oh, I hope Victor Savuentes wins. You know, just even though I knew that he won, because we've talked about Jimmy Smith's running for for president on this show, uh, that's a spoiler. But really, what I'm saying is it's not a spoiler because season six, I think, is West Wing return to form. So it's a sweetener. Yeah, it's a sweetener. Mm. Could I could could I just postulate a possible reason why that spoiler alert is on there? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> it's uh, for the West Wing next Thursday. We're recording this this Thursday. The green card comes out. It doesn't have tonight's uh, TV guide in it. Instead, it's got next Thursday's ah. TV guide in it. So if somebody opens up the Age this morning and they're just they're just reading through and it's Thursday and they haven't watched tonight's episode of the West Wing. That's why it's there. Yep. Yep. I think that's that's spot on. But seeing they usually run spoilers on that preview page for just about anything. Yeah. They, I think uh I think this is this yeah, is a good. But it's not Ross Warnicky writing that little No, blurb. no that's true. But uh, it, it's not uh it's not just Ross that suffers from this. And uh Ross Warnicky as well this week for for those who haven't caught up with it had a great morning with uh, on 3AW, a Melbourne radio station, yeah. where Eddie Maguire called him up and uh, just ripped him a new one. Yes. In response to an article Ross had written the day before. Yes. And I, it was in The Age. I've got that article here. It, it, it did actually sound like a bit of an ambush, though, because uh, Ross was on the radio talking doing about... Doing his regular segment. Doing his regular segment and going on and on about how bad the... Uh, how bad the closing ceremony was. And, and at Eddie one McGuire point, the coverage was sitting there like a panther yeah, waiting to at, pounce. At one point, he says, <laughs> it's, it's a pity Eddie can't hear this. And his co-host, Neil Mitchell, said, actually, he can. <laughs> this is a Melbourne radio station, and now Eddie McGuire's relocated to Sydney. Yes. Hmm. And this is... Uh, <laughs> this, the listening. article, just, just to give you an idea, the article was titled, Nine's Closing Night Clangers A Real Turnoff. <laughs> And, uh, and it was all about how uh, Channel 9 and the closing ceremony of the... Uh, Pepsi Olympics. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, well, actually, we've got the transcript of Eddie and Ross Warnicky's 
stash actually that's Terry Television yeah, thank, that. we'll, Terry we'll, Television. Uh, we'll put the link up yeah, and speaking great. of which if, if, it's a good read if any listeners have actually got a, an audio recording of uh, that I'd be very interested to uh, have a listen to that because there, so, there were some ambiguous points in there uh, yeah but you, regardless it's still a good read to, yeah. to have a look at and, uh, and speaking of Eddie Maguire who is the captain of uh, no, not the captain the president <laughs> it'd be interesting if he was the captain <laughs> it would be it's the president of an, of an AFL uh, football club have you got some closing news for us Ross? Do I have some closing news for us? Oh about yeah oh, no, I was just going to say that the uh, AFL uh, apparently the AFL season's about to start it starts mm-hmm. Thursday night which is tonight when we're recording this uh, but in usually AFL would be everywhere, but they're kind of suffering a suffering a loss of identity this year simply because they're kind of being squeezed out by the Pepsi Olympics and now the Formula One. Well, the Grand Prix has been squeezed out by the, the yeah yeah POs. So uh, so they're um, apparently you would think that they'd then want to launch into their new ad campaign, but this has meant that they've had to shelve their ad campaign. Right, so they've got an ad campaign, they're just not showing it. No, because because their publicity is not big enough at the moment. Is this 9 or 10? Uh, no, no, this is the AFL. So are you telling me that the AFL, who now charge $200 a ticket to sit in the outer at a football game, 200 maybe maybe $1,000? Yeah. Don't that's, have, that's if you don't want a hot dog. Yeah. Don't have enough money to run an ad campaign... No, no, no. That's they, bullshit. They've got enough money, but I, you see, I, I'm no marketing genius, but apparently their profile isn't high enough to run this campaign yet, so they have to run a different campaign. Right. Mm. Well, good luck to everybody. That is the Box Cutters News. We'll be back with a brief discussion of the ratings. Thank God the Pepsi Olympics are over. Oh. That's all I can say. And now uh, we'll hopefully start to get a true, more true reading of, of what the ratings so, for so the year on. are. But no, I've got week 12 here, which uh, 1 through to 10, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9. It, it reads like a Commonwealth Games scorecard. It does. <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing I don't understand about this is there's lots of talk about viewer hang-on after the event and, you know, whether, whether there'll be a bit of a boost for Channel 9. Now, to me, this doesn't make sense unless you're, you've lost your remote or your TV's broken. I don't understand how they kind of get any, get any hang-on. I mean, I, I recorded my own TV watching last night from 6 o'clock, just, just as an example to use on the show. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I usually watch Channel 9 News, but uh, something about a helicopter crash didn't interest me. So I watched Channel 7's coverage of the workplace relations then I went to Channel 9 to watch their coverage of the workplace relations and then I stayed on 9 for a bit and then there was an ad and I went to 7 and there was nothing on 7 and then I saw that The Simpsons was on and it was the episode where Lisa gets married. Great episode. Know, Mom, picture phone, that episode. Yep. And I was, got into that and I watched that for a while and then the sport came on. Now, I'm not going to stick with one channel just because they were showing something previously. That like you didn't, that, that's that you just didn't watch ridiculous. It in the first, to be fair, you did not watch it in the first place. Yeah, but if I had, I'm not going to say, oh, well, I'd really like to see what's happening on The Simpsons, but I did just watch all that Commonwealth Games. I really owe Channel 9. See, I did watch some of the Commonwealth Games, as, yeah. as we discussed, and my last night's viewing was 
similar to yours. At about 6.30, I went on to Today Tonight to see Naomi Robson talk about how she... Uh, denied going out with Tony yeah, yeah. Knockbell's buddy. <laughs> well, she, she didn't deny <laughs> how it. she was duped. She duped. didn't deny it. She just said it wasn't as intimate as... She denied a relationship. Yes. Front she page said, of the Herald Sun yesterday was they were going out for three months and she said, no, she no, was no, just she, a friend of a saw, friend. Saw him... On a handful of occasions, and never even mentioned cocaine. Did some coke was, with him. Well, well <laughs> allegedly. Well, she says no. She says she's very anti-drugs. It's an important she's, statement to she's make. She's anti-swearing too. She's very yes. anti-swearing. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is true. And so I saw some of that, and then I went up to Channel Nine and saw something about people whose teeth were too terrible to get them fixed or something. Apparently, that's a bad thing. And uh, and then went. Ooh, Futurama's on Fox 8 and uh, ended up there. See, Futurama. Which, which episode of Futurama was it? Uh, it was the one where uh, uh, Fry's girlfriend from the past. Oh, really? That one was just was on, it? yeah, the cryogenic woman. That one yeah. was on Channel 10 like last week or something. So right. They must be almost in sync. Uh, a couple of interesting things from this week's ratings. House thumped Prison Break naturally. Naturally. Nationally. Really? House thumped prison break. That was last nationally. night. This is last night on. Uh, this is yeah the national figures. House one point five two million. Prison break one point two seven million. So I mean that's that's a it's pretty. Getting, it's getting very close. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, prison break's been winning the whole time, and prison break was up close to two million when it premiered, and it's just been kind of leaking viewers ever since which is a shame because house is the same bloody thing every week but maybe it's deal or no deal not setting them up well well enough maybe <laughs> deal or no deal's gone down the googler oh, that, that could be it. oh I've, you know, when my uh, uh, when my internet is uh is back up and running perhaps perhaps in melbourne we might have a copy of the american version of deal or no deal Okay. So we can see how similar or different it is. Who oh. hosts that? Regis Philbin? I don't know. Probably not. Oh. Probably not. But can we sorry, go back to last week's ratings? Yeah. Because that's the only full comprehensive week that we have. Uh, if we have a look at... All right. The, the top ten... But last week's ratings boring. It's just all Commonwealth Games. Well, no. The top ten is all Commonwealth Games. But 11 through to 20 is almost entirely Channel 7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that's that's a truer reflection of the ratings. And Channel Ten nowhere. Yeah, Can yeah, I be no, saying- but Channel Ten will be winning in their key demographic. Channel Ten would show yeah. you figures which say but they're hemorrhaging cash. So. <laughs> yeah, six, six p.m. to ten thirty p.m. thirty five point eight percent. Channel of Ten all would, would show you figures that say that they're winning the ratings. Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're great at spinning that sort of stuff. Now, after House and uh, Prison Break, we had the first episode of the Footy Show in Melbourne. Yes. Uh, without uh, Eddie, with a retrospective beforehand with Eddie, which uh, okay, which my, scored just over five hundred thousand viewers. One mm-hmm. of my local newspapers, uh, which I don't know, there are so many of them, but it has a a double page spread of the week's television mm-hmm. coming up ahead. I don't know who writes those television comments, but whoever it is is absolutely hilarious and deserves a Walkley for them. For, for last night's. Uh, so the the, uh, the retrospective twelve years of fantastic football. Uh, this person has written, which will be pretty much just the same clips as they had for the ten year one, because the last two years have been pretty ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll I'll bring it in next week and read some more because very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But however, uh, because of the the strength of the footy show, Channel Nine actually won uh, yes. last night's yes won the night. overall. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, just to bring us up to speed this week. That means at the time of us recording this, which as we said earlier is Thursday, Channel Nine won Sunday night. Channel Seven won Monday and Tuesday night, and Channel Nine's won Wednesday night. Which so it's, it's Wednesday, closer than people think it was going to be. But the Wednesday night is an anomaly because the footy show will ordinarily air on a Thursday night. Yeah, that's true. Up against Lost. Up against Lost. Yeah, or does it start at 9.30? Up against The Amazing up Race. Up against Lost and The Amazing Race. No, 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 just up against The Amazing Race. Oh, I think the yeah. show mm. starts at 9.30, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, but, but you've, got to, you've got to allow for the fact that there is no break between Lost and The Amazing Race. And the fact that Channel 7 will run 20 minutes late. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's okay because Channel 9 run 30 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but tonight, in Thursday night, is football for Channel 9. Yes. Friday night is football for Channel 9. I think Channel 9 are easily going to win this week, and I think it's going to be largely, I know they had Sunday night, but largely without the Pepsi Olympics. And people were saying, well, it will revert back as soon as the Pepsi Olympics are over. It will revert back to... Uh, so maybe this hang-on boost will work for Channel 9. Or maybe it's just because Channel 9 still has football, and while they still have football, rating is, you know, in Melbourne at least, ratings is still going to be yeah. quite a winner for them. But nationally, how's that going to work? Uh, NRL starts as well. So well, that's, that's true. So that's, uh, and plus, I think tonight's game is uh, St Kilda versus West Coast, which is two states. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interestingly, from last night, which is Wednesday the 29th, for those playing at home, uh, Spicks and Specs broke the million. <gasps> Excellent work. In a very, very tough time slot because up against uh, Rehash of the Footy Show, House, and um, Prison Break. That well. Is, well uh, my prediction at the beginning of the year is, uh, is slowly coming true that uh, Spicks and Specs will beat. Uh, whatever Channel 9 have in that time slot by the end of the season. Which, from next week, goes back to AR, doesn't it? Uh, AR or Missing the Persons Unit. Or, uh, without a Trace, isn't it? Without, without a Trace. Without a Trace, 830, AR, 9.30, I think. The next and week is a double episode of AR. Is it? Yep. Uh, will that go from 9.30 to 10.30 or 9.30 to 11.30? I can't tell you. Oh, it's a secret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. Anyway, that's... Uh, <laughs> Everyone's looking at their guys. Eleven thirty. Aha! I was Aha. right. So it's still so it's Plus still going to be up, up against without a trace. I reckon there will come a day when Speaks and Specs will beat without a trace. Without a trace will live up to its name. Yes, and that's the ratings. We'll be back with uh, Jess McGuire, gossip columnist. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness. Box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) That excessive laughter is the sound of Jess Maguire, our gossip columnist. Is he? Are we seriously on? Yeah. Oh, professional as always. Hi. (laughs) What, have you just called (laughs) in for the competition? (laughs) I thought this was the canteen. Did you turn your radio down? Where's the fridge? What's going on? Uh, the world of uh, of gossip and, and television. Yes, can we please talk about the gossip? Yeah, well, that's that's what you're here for. Oh, oh, I was meant to come up with the topics. Yeah, well, we we can talk about a lot of things. I'm pretty excited that about um, 
uh, I believe Brett was probably going to talk about it a bit later, but about Katie Holmes' imminent birthing. Well, okay, Katie Holmes, she was Joey Potter. She was Joey Potter. We always know and love her as Joey Potter. She went out with Joshua Jackson, who played Pacey, didn't put out. Went out with Chris Klein from American Pie movies, the really dumb, pretty one. Didn't put out. Right, he was also in Election. Yes, he was, but, and, you know, let's give him props for that, but, but, but didn't put out. Right. Professors to be a virgin, suddenly knocked up, unmarried, disgusted. Well, this is the... (laughs) Scientology virgin birth, isn't it? This is, this is the Elrond. I, I have a theory that it's Elrond Hubbard's, Hubbard's frozen sperm that's been injected, and it's certainly not Tom's. So, <laughs> allegedly. I, I just had to talk about legal things outside. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also still talk that uh, she's not actually pregnant. Well, that was easily sold when, when they then started making Katie go around walking outside in midriffs near the paparazzi. So unless they've got some really good sort of... Um, yeah, because I've never seen actors on television with fake pregnancies ever. They don't do that. And I wonder why. You'd think that would be one of the things that you'd sort of invest in. It would be great in a movie to have a pregnant character, but not happened as yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I know! <laughs> it's crazy. Outrageous. But uh, yeah, so the other day they, they spotted um, some Scientologists were delivering signs, weren't they, Brent? And they were delivering signs that said, um, I actually thought they were, they were meant to be for the, for the front gate of the compound. So visitors understood that they were to be quiet and make all physical movements slow and understandable. But turns out that's for the birthing room. That, mm. There's signs to remind Katie when she's in crippling pain, her vagina expands to atrocious amounts. To look on the wall and, and make all physical movements. And this is supposed to be a drug-free and noise-free. Vitamin-filled, though. The scientists <laughs> are fine with vitamins. You can pop C, B, A, whatever you want, but no painkillers. And uh, the reason it has to be signs, I believe, is because the people present aren't allowed to talk either yeah no no one can talk it's traumatic for the baby unlike growing up in a scientology compound <laughs> which will be fine although scientologists have actually disputed that that, that calm talking is is fine oh really in the delivery room yeah. oh yeah but yeah. that's because of the bad press i don't trust anything you like to say with you know isaac hayes and he's quit he's quit south park mm-hmm. and people were saying well he sort of he sort of had a stroke and gone gone out of the public eye and then come out with this statement. But really, only a month or two ago, when they when people first discussed with him the infamous uh, South Park episode where he uh, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet, which I've mm. seen, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Not Never mention a word about him being allegedly gay. So, you know, it's just the Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet joke. And when questioned about it, he said, you know, they, t- they take, every- take Mickey out of everything. Pretty much, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. He's not some sort of cockney fishmonger. Um, and, uh, I'd love it if he was, though. And maybe that's where his career's gone a little bit wrong. But uh, so, so the people, st- like people started coming forward and going, this does not sound like Isaac Hayes putting out this statement, trashing South Park for saying that, you know, you can't have a go at the Scientologists. But that's been cleared up now when he's publicity rep stepped forward to say no one's making any statements on Isaac's behalf and he wants me to tell you that and he also wants me to tell you <laughs> that, that so, so he's, on, on his behalf I will guess, tell you that and look uh, this is going to floor you so get a grip guess which religion she belongs to and I use religion between quotation marks which you can't say uh, Scientologist I, I was going to go with Baha'i that's where my leanings were too, but I looked into it and it's Scientologists. So it's really good the Scientologists have come forth and put out a statement on Isaac's behalf, really confirming that their last statement out on Isaac's behalf wasn't 
rubbish at all. So, <laughs> so that's comforting as well. And I'm trying to think that the, the last big bit of gossip that I've been really enjoying, because I like nothing better when the celebrity comes forth and starts spilling their guts about sex. Makes me really happy in a really awkward way. So hey, hey, when you say spilling, you, you don't mean in a Fergal Sharky way. Fergal Sharky, as in, <laughs> explain uh, the, the uh, reference further. I mean, just, you don't have to tell me the song. No one's, I knows it. No one's, <laughs> no one's heard this story. This is the old, old About Fergal Sharky. Had to be taken in. Had, yeah, collapsed on stomach. stage oh. and had to have his stomach pumped. And the semen. Yes. Oh, the Mark Almond story. And the, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. So oh. that's spilling his guts in a sexual way. No, no. Unfortunately, no. It, it, look, I don't know if you guys watch that 70s show, whether you have taste, but... Um, basically, Fez from that 70s show, possibly uh-huh. the least sexy character, but not that and, bad looking in real life. Man about town as well. He's at Sluts every single up. opening. Of an envelope, as they say in yes. the biz. So, well, he, he was on Howard Stern's radio show and and confirmed that he'd gone out with Lindsay Lohan. Like, Duh. But that he'd, he'd, he'd oh, hang set- on. Who in this room hasn't gone out with Lindsay Lohan? I slept with her once, but it was a one-off. I certainly didn't pursue it, so I, I didn't go out with her. I didn't sleep with her, but we went out on a couple of dates. Did you? Yeah. Why didn't you put out? She's bloody easy. No, no, no. It was Josh. That yeah. I, Allegedly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've read the guide. I know, I know how these things work. <laughs> well, anyway, he, he's come forward. He said he slept with Lindsay Lohan and that he's slept with Jennifer Love Hewitt, who he rates about an eight, clearly not as an actress, because that would be about a minus eight. Uh, and... And that he took Mandy Moore's virginity. Where? Oh, uh, in the bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. He, uh, he, he did, though, put it in the bottom of one of those three girls. Really? He told Howard Stern. And he also said the girls like him because he's down earth, keeps it real, and has an eight-inch cock. <laughs> right But it's mostly the down to earth It's mostly that And then what I loved What I loved the most out of this Is that Howard Stern Sort of pressed the issue And old Fez uh, Confirmed that uh, Mandy Moore was not Like warm apple pie Yeah And I, and I think that That is fantastic Because what, she, I've had More like a woman Less like apple pie. <laughs> I've, how many times have you been down the pub and the old is Mandy Moore's vagina like apple pie argument comes up, right? <laughs> a lot. A lot. I'm sick of it. I, I, flat out. And I wanted an answer once and for all. Let the speculation end. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she is not a cliched 90s teen film joke. <laughs> Nothing like it. So, oddly, a lot like a cucumber sandwich, though, he added. Nothing. Nothing like it. He didn't add that at all. But, uh, so, so, like a, a 1970s entertainment throwback. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Much, like, I just thought that was really classy. And but what I'm really Ma- waiting Mandy for- Moore, of course, we love we because love- of her appearances, especially on Entourage and Scrubs. I, look, I've seen the Scrubs, obviously, where she met her lover, Zach. But um, they're getting married, are they not? Look, rumours, but they've but they've come forward and said that it hasn't. It's not happening, right? But you know, we we like to marry everyone off, and then you've got Brittany, who's marries stupid people. But we'll talk about K-Fed another time. Um, <laughs> poor Bozal, have you heard that? No, Kevin Federline's song. Oh, you've got to download it it's called legally it's called <laughs> popo zao right and it is it is a work of genius like you go like it basically goes popo zao popo zao in portuguese it means bring your ass <laughs> <laughs> 
free sample. <laughs> and there's this great they've got they've got it they've had it up everywhere. I think MTV had gone in and filmed him doing his studio thing. And they had it up on websites like youtube.com and stuff like that. And you could download it, KFED in the studio, playing his song for MTV and miming mixing things. It's it's <laughs> It's glorious. There's there's a finger waving a button back and forth, and he's going and and just like during the song, he just gives himself props, like oh yeah, man, yeah, simple, simple, oh yeah, fire, <laughs> <laughs> and he builds a crescendo, and then he's like slaps some invisible woman in front of him, and it's just it's it's stunning stuff. So, but we're not talking about Kate. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not. Oh, how quickly I'm always drawn into him though. Oh, his invisible mistress. Oh. He sends it, he's my MySpace friend, very close personal friend of, of Kevin Federline. <laughs> have you, um, speaking of KFED, have you actually seen the latest Britney sculpture? Have you seen photos of it? Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. <laughs> Did I you see this? Did you hear you about see, this? Can you see my, my delighted shivering? Oh, you, you've got I to see you this. To a, uh, a, an American artist has come up with a, a sculpture of Britney, and she's just at the moment of giving birth. <laughs> I heard about this. She's so on all it. fours. Does Sean Preston? Can you at least see the head? Or yeah, it's apparently, crowning. Apparently, yeah. It's, crowning. Yep. it's about eight centimeters. And yeah, she's she's on all fours and she's holding a lion's head. See, I've seen some things. <laughs> Just like at the actual birth. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently so. And there's I don't know what to say. I was going to build to a joke, but but the, the lion's head has thrown me. And there's rumours on the internet that uh, that it is from an underground illegal. Uh, birth video that's circulating. Apparently, that's where he got the image from. But an under, there's an underground movement of illegal birth videos. <laughs> no, just of Britney's. I don't. Oh, th- I, don't oh. think it, I just think it's just her. Oh, that's just not a whole. Well, you know, because they, they had the big sex video as well. Yeah. with the um, and then she's reportedly like it had a whole lot of people both sick and in hysterics, but they're trying to deny that that happened. But this lion heads birth underground movement thing sounds amazing. I don't know what I'll be googling when I get home. <laughs> now, ju- just quickly, if we, we've got a few minutes left. You're a big Big Brother fan. I am. You love the show. I want it so hard. I um, mean, yeah, no idea. <laughs> What have you heard about Big Brother 06? I mean, we're seeing... Well, I'll give you the 411 because yeah. I just looked into it. Yeah, oh, please, please. <laughs> well, I had a friend, I do still have her, who got into about the 10th round of auditions and pulled out because she realised... Because I was going to go on the show. I was her friend. For when Gretel was like, and here this week because mm, is up for eviction... Yes, and then I was going to be really like I had it all planned out what I was going to wear on stage, oh. and I was going to make some witty quips on there, have a bit of a banter with Gretel, maybe make a Saxon joke or two, and a friendly wink to the camera. Like, <laughs> and then I'd be like the nation's favourite, like Damien Wu, uh, Damien was it Damien Wu or who from the second series, who's like Chinese dad. Everyone just embraced, and everyone liked him. They didn't like Damien, but they would, <laughs> but they would love the dad whenever he turned up. That was going to be me. <laughs> Bitch pulled out last minute, so a bit oh. gutted, but. The new series is meant to be starting, I think, end of April, maybe. About, I think it's either 23rd or 24th, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, and it will, as per usual, they'll go in the... We'll, we'll see them the day after they go into the house. Yep. they film it for 24 hours. bit bitter last year because I, I didn't know that. And I thought that Constance, who you might remember, is like, as my friends refer to her, as Mad Cans, but, you know, bloody batty. <laughs> Old Mad Cans was like flashing her nunu at the camera within like 30 seconds. And I was going, this is the best big brother ever. Look at her. She's completely trashed and she's been in there five minutes. 
Turns out they'd already been there 24 hours. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, like, you know, they're, they're probably going to have the usual crazy bunch. I actually turned up with my friend. I turned up who, who got through to round 10, turned up to the audition. So was this saw, the, uh, the big one at my music bar? Well, was it just? Was it just? And it hurt a lot. And there were a lot of people, like crazy people and pants people and some guy in a suit who was really quite lovely but I really wasn't in the mood to talk to idiots like I and, and clearly I was going to be you know entire music bowl full of them <laughs> so I was keeping I was there wait, for the wait, free wait. food the you, picnic. you went to the open casting call yeah. for Big Brother yeah. at the My Music Bowl yeah. but you weren't in the mood for idiots no <laughs> no how does that work craziness and I'm not on the show so it's, it's probably for a good well we, we my friend and I who should go unnamed uh, ended up ended up lining lining up and we, we sort of split apart at the right moment. So we managed to get put in the same group. We were, oh, you nice went, one. You went, sweet. Now she being a child of, of acting experience and stuff like that. Sean, I'll be honest, she Sean. It was, we walked in there, crowd of about, I think it was about 15 in a group or something. And first thing that they said was like, all right, you're a bunch of wild pigs, do it. And people are... <laughs> Rooting around this invisible, I didn't know what. <laughs> and I think that I just stood there appalled with my arms folded, much as I did as a, as, as a youth at theatre sports at school. Just like, oh please, you're not. And now you're at the AFL Premiership, and you're catching the winning mile or something else. Yeah. What? What? Have you, have you like? And I was just so boring. I just sat there going, oh, I can't be a part of this. She, on the other hand, just as I said, Sean. It's escorted through the first round. I was like, I'm really sorry. I'll be, I'll be out soon. Get a text about half an hour. So sorry. I'm round three. Oh, I'm going to be really late. I'm round four. Round five. Now I've got to go in and write this essay for them. So <laughs> it's been quite, it's been quite, from, from what she's told me, the people are going to be very stupid, but we expect that. But uh, uh, they've got, I think, a new, I think it's going to be a new night maybe for Uncut, but they usually like to move that around anyway to slam whatever show's been put up against them. And I don't... Not that it necessarily works. No, not well. As a tactic. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I wish I could say I was better than it, but I'm pretty shallow and <laughs> I, I skip a lot of quality viewing just to watch the willies. <laughs> but we've got a new thing now apparently as well on the Big Brother set where they're going to have to have two people from the film classification or whatever it is thing and, and get them in there to approve all uncut episodes, blah, blah, blah. And like... I don't know what those Liberal MPs were complaining about. That was the best uncut season ever. Why not just put them in the house? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would. Sorry, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Put can't it away. Put it in. Sorry. Put it in. No. Out of the sauna. No, you are not masturbating again. No. <laughs> well, we, we were thinking like last year as well. Like, um, like, see, the thing that I love about Big Brother is that most people assume that viewers are stupid. And a lot of them are, let's be honest. <laughs> Logan's, can't believe they won. Um, but... There are a small sort of group of people with brains that some... And it's not watching it in an ironic fashion. It's not watching it in a kind of, you know, I'm just too hip, but I'm going to watch it, but also not. And then I'm going to listen to some really bad music, but in a really cool way. Genuinely love it. And, like, the the, the show itself, I just I, I just find it amazing. And we, we sort of have all started this big email crowd and stuff. And we were discussing ways that they could improve the show. Now, here's an idea for... to see if this grips you guys... You put in usual, you know, sports girl vacuous bogans from Gold Coast, blah, 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 footy heads on it. And a patient who needs 24-hour care. <laughs> 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 All right. Hot sex. 
changing the bedpan. <laughs> Who's feeding Keith tonight? <laughs> Who's changing Keith's pants tonight? That amazing viewing. That brings together two of Australia's favourite <laughs> television genres. Yeah. Medical incredible style yeah, yeah, yeah. viewing. Georgie Parker, have her a housemate. Yeah. It would be amazing. I mean, you could get the biggest. I'd like to see the, a lot of celebrities in there, just random ones, like the biggest loser chick, the Gillian, the, the trainer. I'm obsessed with her. I caught her once. Doesn't the, she look like a very, very thin, young Kirsty Alley? She does. I want her to be my best friend, and I also want her to shout at me sometimes <laughs> when I'm bad. <laughs> because I remember when the big fat guy was crying, and she goes, and this, I've actually used this on people since, so, for, for no, nothing to do with food. Just as a disciplinary thing, just because he's crying. She goes, no, no, you are not crying. You are not crying unless you're crying with joy because you're achieving your goals. Imagine saying someone's just broken up with their boyfriend or something like, no, you are not crying. (laughs) Well, clearly I am, you spaz. (laughs) But throw her in as well. Gold. You have to uh, hurry to catch her. She's already gone back to the States. (laughs) And they filmed a new series of uh, Biggest Loser in the States. So she's done the Australia one. The heart and the head and the lion. <laughs> he knows more than I do. I, it's crazy. Well, I, J- Jess McGuire, I think we've learnt a lot about your life. <laughs> we've learned about what an empty, shallow existence it is. <laughs> Will you uh, c- come back in a couple of weeks to, uh, to tell us more about your shallow existence? I insist on it. Excellent. I had such a great time. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jess McGuire, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up in Box Cutters, we're going to be talking about some good lost websites. Mm-hmm. Crap TV, with a difference. <laughs> that's not going to That's not gonna catch up. Some Raywatch, and just before we finish, I'll talk about some new shows coming up next. I Don't Buy It. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Hello, hello, hello. Follows the ads? Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. You're dead, I don't care. I wanted to uh, talk Sorry, about that was it. just me talking to Orson Welles. Go on. He's dead, so he can't hear you. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. I wanted to talk about a couple of advertisements uh, today, and I don't buy it, uh, both with a water theme. So really, I don't buy them. I don't buy either of it. Either of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> a water theme. Because people have been pulling me up on the street saying, Brett, I know you're doing this podcast. I need to tell you about this ad. I just don't understand it. What the hell is going on with the little freaking dancing orange? Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it not the ugliest thing you've... It's the ugliest thing since uh, one of the uh, ha- home loan companies uh, decided to... Put their president on the or CEO <laughs> or whatever. The Aussie home loans? No, no, no. no. <laughs> He's no. thinking of the mortgage. Yeah, there's, oh. they, they tried to, to on, make bank. some kind of mortgage <laughs> monster. monster but and I, I don't think it was Commonwealth Bank. But I, but I was, no, was envisioning... Rand said... It was something. Anyway, it was a home loan company. I had in my mind (laughs) this mortgage monster (laughs) with a tie on as the president of the bank. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save you. So, yeah, this this dancing orange, it's apparently a drink called H2Go, which is now fizzy. And flavoured. It's not just water. And I'm asking, what's the difference between it and your Pepsi or your Fanta? or your... But on closer inspection, it's not actually an orange. It's a tangerine. 
How do you know? Oh, because it says tangerine on the H2Go bottle. Ah. Uh, and it I, looks I, like a dancing orange to me. I went and Googled tangerines and, yep, looks like a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking that little bit more ugly. The internet knows all. <laughs> Never accused uh, Brett of not doing his research, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Never happen again. Never happen again. <laughs> On another water dancing theme, the Mount Franklin dancing oh, water. Oh, God, that's You've awful. got this woman who's uh, walking up to the to the end of this queue in, in a kind of 1984 or, or uh, Brazil-type type environment. It's just a cube, a wall, and people are lined up around the corner. Is, is it a bank? The I, I always assumed it was a bank. Well, I don't think you ever get to know. There's nothing but she turns up defining it. There's millions of people in front of her, cracks open the Mount Franklin, has a sip. Suddenly there's mirrorballs, everybody's dancing, everybody's doing the little conga. Now, this is also because now it's fizzy. No, that was just flat. Really? Just flat water? Mm -hmm. Who's dancing for flat water? Well, apparently chicks in 1984. (laughs) (laughs) So she has this little dream sequence and, and, and then... She she comes back to to normal and realizes what she's been doing and has no 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 a four year no. wait in front of her no she well she doesn't get she anywhere doesn't. far in, no no, no she doesn't she queue. doesn't come back she doesn't come back to normal everybody else in the queue turns and looks at her and she's singing and dancing with the guy in front of her but then she sees them looking at her and she goes mm-hmm. does she is not the, on the version I've seen is the message <laughs> there that heads. The Mount drinking, Franklin turns you to a crazy person. It will, it will just basically make you hallucinate. <laughs> maybe it actually means you've got to be on drugs to, to drink it. And, or maybe. Or, or if you're on drugs, you should be drinking lots of water. <laughs> yeah, now, now, it's got, now maybe it's got LSD in it. I don't know. I don't Surely know. they would have said that in the tagline. Bit of a mixed message there. I think. Mount Franklin, now with LSD. It would improve sales, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't buy, I, I'm with you, Brett. I'm, I don't I'm, buy I'm interested to see. Sorry, just before we sign off with that, I'm interested to see that out again because I thought, from my viewing, and I might have just looked away in disgust before it finished, but I thought that she she didn't kind of twig to the fact that everybody was looking at her. I thought she just kept singing and dancing, oblivious. Anyway, she's at the back of the line. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> G'day, this is Daniel Burt. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to The Box Cutters, and you should. You should you should podcast it, you should download it, you should show it to your friends, you should feed it to your mother, you should own it, you should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. My mum thinks it's yum. Have I mentioned how good The Box Cutters t-shirts, mugs, and other merchandise look? Not this week. Oh, they're fantastic. There's t-shirts. Yeah, they're, they're Boxcutters t-shirts. There is a link up on boxcutters.net or you can go to cafepress.com slash boxcutters. It's mm-hmm. easy to find everything through the Boxcutters website, boxcutters.net. Mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. throw that in there. Excellent. Uh, I mentioned last week about 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which was a lost website, but I was warning people. Or one word. Or one number. 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 Yes. <laughs> but I was warning people not to not to have a look at it if you're not up to date with the American episodes because there's lots of spoilers on there. Yeah. Uh, I even mentioned that their merchandising has spoilers. Well, I decided that that probably wasn't good enough. What about all the poor people watching the Australian feed through Channel 7? Is there anything on the website for them? Well, what about yahoo7.com.au slash lost? Exactly. I had a look at that during the week. Yeah. And... It is excellent. I'm oh, really? very surprised. It's excellent. They advertise at the end of each lost. They yep. say, go there for clues about what's going on. And I kind of thought, oh, yeah, 
you know, oh, there's a hat, Johnny Island, you know, that kind of rubbish. It is actually very good. Uh, it's, it's worth checking out if you're a Lost fan, particularly if you're just watching the Channel 7 feed. Uh, they have one or two uh, clues per episode, and the great thing about this is they don't just talk about them. They actually show, you know, they, they show what, they, mm-hmm. uh, what they're talking about. And some of these are kind of the more obvious things. Like the insignia on the shark? Yeah, that's there. That's Fantastic. There. They show that, they freeze it, they kind of, you know, they put the Dharma logo next to it so you can, there, there's no mistaking it. So some of it uh, is the more obscure stuff like that, like the logo on the shark, right down to the more obvious stuff like uh, Jack was in Shannon's flashback just before Shannon got shot. Jack was in her flashback. Yep. They show Jack, they freeze the image, they say, look, it's Jack, you know, that kind of stuff. That was at the hospital, yeah? Yeah. 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 And, and other obvious, like Hurley, quite fat. Does it get that obvious? Look at how fat he is. Here's a picture. Here's, here's a picture of how fat he is, and here's a picture of another fat person. How long have so these guys can... been on the island? Look at look at how fat he still is. <laughs> they actually do have some stuff with Hurley. This was actually something that I hadn't seen. I'm sure it is on other websites, but I hadn't seen it on any of the other websites. This was one of the clues that they had, uh, which is in the episode that was about Hurley recently. He was he'd locked himself into the storage unit and was eating all the food. Yes, in his dream sequence, mm-hmm. and. Jin appeared and was speaking Korean. Now, just before Jin appears, Hurley actually reaches over and takes milk off the wall and drinks out of the carton of milk. If you look closely at the carton of milk, in America they have pictures of lost children on cartons of milk. If you look closely, Walt. <gasps> Walt's really? picture is on the carton of milk. I now, love that shit so much. Now, the interesting thing about that is that was before the Ralph's fate was known by any of the people. Oh, so is that just a little hint? For... Is that just a nod to the audience? Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another interesting thing that people probably wouldn't have picked up that I found on this site that I thought was fantastic: Hurley and Locke both had the same boss when they were working their respective jobs. Right. So the the guy who kind of picks on Locke about the fact that he'll never be kind of this commando kind of guy, and the guy who picks on Hurley at the chicken joint, same person. Was it supposed to be the same person? Yes, very much so. Anyway, so this is so this so is Yahoo Seven dot com. I'm not. I'm not dot exactly, slash lost. Yep. Does that sound right? I'm not exactly sure of the website. We'll, but we'll put a link up on, on definitely a look. The other thing I was going to say is far better than just that. They actually go through things, and I think this is actually kind of a bit better than the clues. They actually just kind of go through things, and they remind you uh, of everything that's gone on, and kind of put things in perspective. So you know, they kind of when they talk about a character, they say, "Remember that this happened to them, that happened to them, blah blah blah," which kind of boils everything down quite nicely. So, so, so a nice have, little catch up before you see your next episode of Lost. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But like just say they're talking about Walt. They say don't forget Walt was looking at the comic book with the polar bears in it just before the polar bears appeared on the island. That that sort of thing. Yep. Things Which was that Hurley's comic book. Yeah, things that you might not uh things that you might not all or you know, you might just not remember. Also there's discussions about Lost. There's uh you know, I haven't checked them out much. I had a quick look I can't say there aren't spoilers on there. I would hope there's not. But, yeah, very much worth checking out if you're a Lost fan. Fantastic. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. With, With a, a difference. difference. <laughs> 
Uh, we humour ourselves so much. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I caught house last night on uh, Channel 10. Well, yes. same episode they show everywhere. <laughs> I don't mind it. I, I thought that uh, What's Her Face was a little bit too freaking high and mighty about, oh, all these professional athletes, they're all drug cheats, blah, blah. I'm not going to freaking help him. It's, that's all just filler. It's, she, it's a formula. A it's, it's a very good formula, but it's a formula. It doesn't matter if you miss an episode of, of House. Anyway, go on. That, I think that's why it's so popular. You know, if you miss an episode of Prison Break or Lost, you are lost. Yeah. But... If you miss an episode of House, what does it matter? It, it makes absolutely no difference. Well, there's the there's the romantic aspect and, and the yeah, no the one cares. Going it's also on. what made Law and Order so so popular. Uh, yeah, it, it's just very formulaic. But anyway, you, anyway, you saw House. I was last running night. through the tape again today, uh, actually looking for uh, the I don't buy it, uh, dazzling tangerine, and <laughs> um, and and I was going from ad break to ad break, and I, I noticed something quite peculiar. The first. Program segment of House was uh, between ten and fifteen minutes. Then we got an ad break. Then came back for another for another ten twelve minutes for the mm-hmm. second segment. Yep. But after that, there wasn't a single section of program in between the ads that was longer than five minutes. Oh. for the rest of the hour. Interesting. And the first half of House is up against Spicks and Specs. I just thought I'd point that out. Maybe Channel Ten have worked that out that their audience can be split between those two. Their 16 to 39-year-old audience. Do, do you think, too, this is in part, because I've been wondering, they're still doing the short breaks? They didn't I, in-house they last did, night? They don't do, the, they don't do they, them in-house. They oh. do occasionally have them, but they didn't. But no, in not in-house episode. last night. No. They do, uh, however, still have, coming up next, a preview of the OC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the short breaks are now sponsored by... Kit Kat or somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's shocking. It is. That's it terrible. It's completely crap TV. Yeah, yeah. That is awful. Wait, wait sorry. Just just a moment ago when, when you were saying it was sponsored by and you had started to say Kit Kat, all I could think about was cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> Which, uh, thank you very much, Jess Maguire. <laughs> I don't understand. You'd, did you listen to Jess yeah, when she was in here? I was here. here, remember? Yeah, and uh, remember that uh, someone's vagina apparently is not like apple pie. It's dead. It's like cucumber sandwiches. Okay. Anyway, I reckon that's crap TV. That, that, yeah, that, that is. That is crap TV. That is, no, I don't think there was much of a difference. No, that's just crap TV. You yeah. know what? We'll go back and we'll edit out where Josh and I said with a difference and we'll edit in without a difference. Except now you've spoiled it. No, we'll just edit that out. Because they'll, they'll know. <laughs> that's that's the bit. There that was with a difference there. That's the bit that we're editing out. Oh, my God. It's so surreal. <laughs> I'm leaving. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Every yes. soap, word. soap and water. Oh, exactly, soap yeah. and water. Hello and okay. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. But not taking cocaine. A little bit of Ray Watch this week. Uh, Ray Watch with a difference. Oh. <laughs> if you like. Ray Watch. Ray Watch. Uh, Channel 7 News from Wednesday night decided to jump on the John So bandwagon. Because oh, everybody loves Johnny So. Well, that was that was the whole point of this Stevie piece. Brack seems John, a little bit bitter John about Soe, that. John So, Lord Mayor of Melbourne. Lord Mayor of Melbourne. They they ran a two or three minute fluff piece on how good John So is, including everybody's favourite uh, uh, journalist, I guess you'd call him, Andrew Bolt. Speaking about, oh, we all love John So. Isn't John So great? And they followed this up with a phone poll. 
And the question for the phone poll was, is John So the greatest Lord Mayor in the world? <laughs> That's absurd. <laughs> I don't know how many cities actually have Lord Mayors. <laughs> I, it's just... Does anybody actually know what John So has done? This is a question that was posed to me earlier on in the week. Why do we love John So so much? Is it because we think of him as a dancing monkey? Or is it because he's actually done great things for Melbourne? I don't think anybody can name anything that he's done for Melbourne. I think people just like him because he's... A dancing monkey. Oh, I don't... I, I wouldn't go so far as to call him a dancing monkey. I think that's a little rude. Well, everybody, John, if you're listening, I, uh, Ross Boxcutter doesn't think you're a dancing monkey. No, no, I, th- no I think people's amusement with him is, is the same amusement that they have with... Am I making myself a, clear? Am I like just that, being offensive? It's a bit like <laughs> it's a bit like that scene in uh, Life of Brian, where uh, the the whatever's saying that he'll release somebody, and, and he's got a speech impediment, oh, yeah. and they're all saying, "Well, he's well, he's what of it?" <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just because he's he speaks English with an accent, and he giggles a lot, and he giggles a lot, and doesn't really know what to do with his hands that we find him amusing. But oh. he's done he's done massive massive amounts of promotional stuff for Melbourne. Yeah, he has. And and, and that's probably what he's most known for. Yeah. And being married to Lavinia Nixon. <laughs> Are they married now? Apparently so. I thought they were just living in sin. That, Apparently so. That was, my, uh, that was my moment of the Pepsi Olympics in the closing ceremonies where they said, would you please welcome the Honourable John Howard and Mrs. Howard? No response. <laughs> Tony Blair and Mrs. Blair. Steve Brax and Mrs. Brax. John So. Roar! <laughs> But uh, yeah, so, I thought, so is there not a Mrs. So? Oh, I don't know, the, Lavinia Nixon. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to say with this poll, it's it's got amazing newsworthiness, <laughs> and and I hope that it's shared with the other networks. I want to know what the answer is, and that they print it. You know, that they print it in all the newspapers because yeah. It's very important. The other thing Channel 7 did this week, uh, we talked earlier about the Ross Warnicky eddie Maguire stoush. Channel 7 got a hold of this and uh, turned it into a big news item, which basically played out as Eddie bullies the poor defenceless TV critic. Right. Now, on, uh, on Naomi Robson's piece to camera last night mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Today Tonight... It's mm-hmm. all, what, like the opening monologue? The, she did... She did an opening monologue where she talked about how she never really dated this guy. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to say, oh, you're a great audience. <laughs> and did anyone, you see this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> anyone here from Melbourne? <laughs> and she was talking about another network dragging her name through the mud. Now, oh. I'm guessing it was a reference to Channel, to channel 9, mm-hmm. but I saw no evidence of this on Channel 9. So, unless they're just betting on the fact that... Uh, Channel 7 viewers aren't going to watch Channel 9 and so don't know and they're just building up this hatred of Channel 9 within Uh, Channel 7 because last week we talked about the Koshy and Mel uh, and Delta thing and this week with... uh, with that news item and and now this. Or unless they just assumed that Channel 9 would have a go at her over the whole Tony Mockbell thing. Maybe, but I think Channel 9 just got more above that. (laughs) Yeah, as if. Uh, Let's finish this show. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. Just quickly, new shows starting this week include 
The Silence on ABC, which is apparently an excellent miniseries mm-hmm. starring Richard Roxburgh. Okay. Although the excellence I'm not so sure about, it was directed by Kate Shortland, who I don't really rate. Uh, is that uh, uh, Sunday 8.30? Sunday at 8.30, mm-hmm. up against The Triangle on Channel 9, which <laughs> we've, uh, we've discussed as well. Oh, it's Clever back. Uh, Clever will be back. Yes, yeah. Clever's back. Clever's wow. back, despite rumours of a time slot shift with Backyard Blitz. There was strong rumours going around that Backyard Blitz to would the go. Friday night. Well, yeah, it would go back to its six thirty time slot, and Clever would go to the seven thirty Friday time slot. But that, but that hasn't happened. Mind you, Bert's still there too. So, yeah. <laughs> also really Wednesday know. night on Channel Ten. Thank God you're here. The new Working Dog project. That uh, that kind of looks interesting, I think. Which, yeah, look, with a friend of ours, Angus Sampson, in there. I didn't uh, realise that until today. And uh, it's mm. either it's either going to be fantastic television or terrible television. Whatever it is, I am sure it is going to rate its ass off. You think? Really? Yeah, mm. I reckon it is going to rate its ass off. Know. We'll, know, we'll know more next when, week. Wednesday night? Wednesday night on up Channel against, 10. Up against McLeod's Daughters. Yet, very different audience. Uh, very different audience. Shooting out at none wanting audience of 300. It's going to be pretty suburban, I reckon. Ooh. I'll be interested to see that, actually. I reckon, I reckon you're right for it. The suburbs are going to love it. McLeod's rated 1.34 million. That was a hell of a lot. Yeah. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that's the closing music. That we've got to get out of here. We do? I think we've, we've even gone a little bit over time. We have a little bit. Thank Sorry. you so much to uh, Jess. Jess? Not who Jessie. has a blog, and I just off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But uh, we'll put a link up. By on the time right. you're listening to this, it'll be on our website. A link over there, boxcutters.net. You can email us hooray at boxcutters.net. Don't forget to buy your merchandise and tell your friends to listen to the show. You will earn rewards points. If you listen to radio in Melbourne, uh, check out Triple R at one hundred two point seven FM because they're so nice that they let us record our podcast in their studio. Uh, that's it for episode 28 of Box Cutters. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.